This is Triple H of the Club Cafe Podcast, and I'm not looking at any cameras right now trying to get my entrance down. What I am going to do is I'm going to get my sledgehammer, because it's time to find out who gets points and who gets buried. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 132 of the Club Cafe Podcast. As always, I'm Pat McDermott, joined alongside by Dan Peck. It's a trap! And Chris O'Mealy. I love how all the quotes you could have gone with, that's the one that you picked. That makes me very happy. So I hope you guys are checking out that there, Talkin' Talkies, where Dan and I reviewed all the original Star Wars films, after we did all the prequels, of course. And check out Jersey Rain. Jersey Rain, yeah, that's right. Ellis Holmes, bro. Yeah, uh, a little trouble with that episode, thanks to Podomatic, but it's fixed. It's fixed. So hopefully you're listening to this episode without a problem, because this will also be on the Podomatic. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the giant media ball. And podcasts of PA. That's right. Anybody else want to shout out? We're just going to uh, do an entire show, actually, of all the plugs for other things. Uh, and we got uh, ne- Never Crunchy in North Carolina. Uh, Jeff Trelowitz has his podcast. Rich Lacasio has his podcast, and they give us shout-outs. So. We got the MDX with our friends Maurice and Danny. Man, we got, like, all the podcasts. All the, po- all the podcasts. Let's give a shout out to that show that Pat used to be on. Oh, no, wait, let's not. Let's let's not. Yeah, do that. shout it out. All right. Yeah, yeah let's go. Sh- we'll shout at it. Yeah. Hell, so I'm gonna put some shout on it and get it off the damn show. Oh God, I- shout yeah. And that's the laundry <laughs> line. We're, we're a tied family here, but uh, whatever. Cristobal <laughs> Tito. We're an all family. All right. It's well, it's all in the family. <laughs> it's all in this family. Well, with that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about the TLC Pupova that happened. It this was uh, good. It wasn't bad. It was probably still the worst one of the year. But that's really because there were two really bad matches on the show. Not Fabe-worthy bad, but just... Not they just, good. They what weren't... A, what a lousy 30-cent pay-per-view. Yeah, right. I want my 30 cents back. I want my 33.3 cents back, please. Oh, it was also the second straight event where the freaking pre-show was fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the pre-show blocked everyone out for, like, a good 15 minutes, right? This one was a half hour, I think. Even Yeah, the Divas match started. Well, I think it was during the promo where they did the 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, I got the whole Divas match, but... I don't know if that was the same for everybody. Did you see the um, <laughs> the anger uh, and the ire of the Facebook crowd? Because I went right right when it wouldn't load. I was on Facebook on my laptop, so I'm like, let me just see what they're saying <laughs> on WWE's Facebook. And everyone was like, stupid app can't get it to work. I'm just gonna cancel. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna cancel. Your pay per views aren't even worth this money. Pay per view doesn't start for an hour. Right. It was just constant <laughs> hatred. You can't even get this to work? Well, come to the internet, my friends, where nobody is happy over anything. And everyone is entitled. Exactly. Okay, so our first match is a match that probably should have been on the pay-per-view. 
Oh, did you hear they're going to have her face Natty, but then they're like, no. And then they're like, well, she, and she was supposed to win, too. And then they're like, no, we'll have her face Becky, and <laughs> no, we'll have her face, Becky face Sasha, and lose instead. Oh, so it was supposed to be Becky versus Natty? Yeah, originally they were going to have Becky versus Natty, but then they changed, with Becky winning, then they changed it to Becky, Sasha, and Sasha won. Oh, it's like, what, what did you do? Weird change, but no disrespect to Natty, but I'd rather see Sasha and Becky. Uh, I thought it was a really good match. Good match. Sasha won with the bank statement, and her celebration with Naomi and Tamina was awesome. Not as awesome as their individual New Day thing, but their awful singing was great, because I loved seeing the internet commentary on that. They're like, oh my god, they're so bad. I'm like, that's the point, they're heels. The point is to sing bad. Tamina was so bad, she's actually probably really good. <laughs> probably. Because the only way to be that bad, you have to actually have some skill. All right. The next match is a spoily for the upcoming Faves. Because for, for, for Force Awakens? No, I haven't watched it. I'm watching it tomorrow. <laughs> no, 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 we're, no. None of those. No, this is a spoily for the Faves because this match made it to the Faves in the final spot for match of the year because it was really friggin' good. <clears throat> this was a triple threat ladder match for them tag team titles with the Usos, the Luchas, and the New Day. And Xavier Woods on commentary, who was great because he was ripping apart Michael Cole because he couldn't tell the Usos apart. Even though they, like, wear different face paint colors. Yeah. Didn't he point that out, too? On different sides. Like, Cole, how can you not tell them apart already? We had two sets of identical twins in my high school. Oh, no, he flipped out because Cole messed up Sin Cara and Kalisto. Oh, yeah. And he flipped out on him. To be that. fair, they're making Sin Cara look more and more like Kalisto. Like, I swear, next pay-per-view, he's going to be wearing the same mask. Probably. Which defeats the whole purpose of the Sin Cara gimmick name, which is literally faceless. But hey, New Day retains with an assist from the trombone, but and they celebrate. It's a trombone! <laughs> honestly. It's a trombone, honestly. Um, but Kalisto's finisher on the... Off the one ladder onto the sideways oh, ladder. That was, was so vicious. Good. And then there was another. So there was another dive spot that was just insane. Um, I think Sinkara died three times. <laughs> oh, was the was this was the, the original Sinkara? Where he would have literally dead. Was this the match or was it on Raw? Where no, no, it had to be this one because Xavier Woods was on commentary and he was talking about the stamina meter. He was yes, talking about the yeah. stamina meter in the match. Yeah, they kept great. saying that they were going to run out and get winded, and they had to regain stamina. It was really funny. But so everything We're talking was about good. the new reversal system. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it, it was so good. So, what do you think is going to happen next for the new day? Um, Hardly Boys. Oh, yeah. Still waiting for Jeff to get off the drugs or whatever injury he has. Whatever. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens next. Party but, uh, New Year, everybody. Seriously? They don't even really need to feud with anybody. You can just say, hey, these guys are number one contenders, and then just let them cut promos for a couple weeks before the match. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff here. The Lucha Booties! Now, this match was awesome. Oh, <laughs> And it was followed by two really crappy matches. 
The first one was the Haas match, which probably should have had the chair stipulation. Because Rusev and Ryback just having a standard wrestling match was really, really slow and boring. Oh, and the next match was slow and boring because of the stipulation. Because of the chairs, which that should have been the regular wrestling match, Del Rio and Swagger. The, uh, I gotta say, the worst part of this match was after Jack Swagger had been supposedly knocked out. Again, this comes back to how much I dislike Alberto Del Rio's finish setup. Because Jack Swagger, who's supposedly knocked out, had to grab both bottom ropes with his hands so that Del Rio could do his finish and it looked impactful. Otherwise, he's just jumping and stomping the ground in front of your face. I'm really happy to see Jack Swagger back in a prominent position. Well, but that's over. <laughs> yeah. But it was just it was just bad. Del Rio has done absolutely nothing since he came back of worth. And it's one of those things John Cena. That's kind of like um, the last time he was here. He wrestles really good matches for the most part, but doesn't do anything of worth. But they, they, they doesn't have to have a character. They're always trying to make him have that character. In Lucha, he didn't really have a character. He just bragged about everything he's done. That's all he has to do here. And he's the only person that's won, like, the three major world titles, whatever? Yeah. That's all he has to do is brag about his accomplishments and prove that he's a better wrestler. I don't know why they have to always use that Mexican storyline. Because, God damn it, they need a Mexican to get over for the Mexicans. Yeah. Well, the, they're really not doing a good job getting him over. Kalisto went so, up and over that ladder. That was pretty great. Yeah. They, they, should, they should be promoting the Lucha Dragons in that spot because they are... They get Japanese people, I, too. I they think like they dragons. are. I think that's the hope by having them work with the New Day and the Usos, because those are both really over tag teams. They can sell yeah. some masks. Like, four yeah. different versions of that mask. Right. And you can sell the mask that goes over the mask, too, because there's that... Oh, God, that hood. <laughs> yeah. Part one, sell the masks. Part three, profit. Yep. What's phase two? Uh... Anyway. Oh, and uh, Ryback losing by technical submission was a cool way to put Rusev over. But, again, R- Rusev's not doing anything interesting by himself. He, he kind of needs the... Uh, the League of Nations to be interesting at this point. Oh, the League of it. You think the League of Nations is interesting? It, it's more interesting <laughs> than any. It's than more any of them on their own. Than any of them on their own. <laughs> um, because I, I mean, I actually really liked their, uh, their, their hype up promo that they did, where they were all just like sitting at the table and all just like hyping each other up. I liked that. I like. Yeah, that was a really good promo going into the pay-per-view, actually. I do have to admit, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, or Sheamus did almost all the talking, and Rusev just stood there looking at Lana the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think, like, Del Rio and Barrett each had one line. Barrett was like, oh, I'm hurt. Again. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> My um, career is probably... Uh, uh, I'm afraid I've got some uh, bad news there. <laughs> fish and chips. Uh, fish, fish and chips chi- and Mary Poppins. <laughs> I'm going over there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going yeah. to Mary Poppins land tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil what happens at the end of the pay-per-view yet, but I'll talk about it in NXT. <laughs> anyway, um, the next match we got was the Elimination Tables match, and this was actually pretty fun. Except for, got... like, nothing went according to plan. <laughs> yeah. Which is what made it fun. 
<laughs> it was just a big mess. Nothing. Worked. It was it was definitely chaotic. But uh, the only member of the Wyatt family that got eliminated was Eric Rowan, and he took the three D. He was, was supposed like, to go through the Rowan table, but <laughs> nope. Devon's fat ass broke it before, <laughs> and then and then they missed the spot anyway. <laughs> Uh, but it was cool. It was cool to watch. Oh, my okay. brother, chunky thighs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be funny if Devon's the fat one now? <laughs> and uh, as a follow-up to this, because I have, I have two of these in my news notes here, Tommy Dreamer has stated that his TV contract is done, but he'll still be making appearances at house shows. So while it's disappointing for those of us who watch Raw, that could be very exciting for those of you going to house shows. You might still get to see some Tommy Dreamer. I think he should be doing NXT stuff. I think he should be helping in NXT. I agree. And according to the Raw promos that they're doing now, this feud is over and the Wyatts are going to move on this Monday. So watch those slammies to see what the Wyatts are going to do next. Oh, see who they attack when they win a, when somebody wins it. Yep, pretty much, yeah. All right. Then we had another straight-up wrestling match, but this one was really good. Ten minutes. And really good wrestling involved. And this, of course, was Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens. And Dean Ambrose defeated KO to win that uh, their IC title. This is the World Championship feud, right? Yeah. And it was really freaking good. And I really like the follow-up, too, where Ambrose and Ziggler had that really, really good match where you're like, damn, they're building Ziggler up after him not being on the pay-per-view. And then KO came out and destroyed both of them. So it's like, all right, we're going to get a triple threat feud over this title now. It's going to be hot. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Three guys. Don't go too in-depth because I want those guys in the Rumble. Well, that's true, too, yeah. (laughs) I want to backtrack for a second, too. Um, On on Raw, following the the tables match, that ECW promo was fantastic, by the way. I have to say that. Oh, Philly. That's one of my favorite things from all week in wrestling. And they put in the old clips. Everybody got to talk. Rhino was behind the cage most of the time. It was Which really, funny, really good. Rhino didn't have a big ECW run. Well, he I mean, he was their last champion, which you could always hang... On, on, unless you want to count Ezekiel Jackson as their last champion. Uh, uh, he's the only me. last champion. Da-da-na, This right here is domination. This here is what we call domination. But thanks to Dean Ambrose being awesome and the IC title being a favorite of mine, the group banner has now been updated with him, at least until TNA decides to become relevant again. (laughs) And Charlotte. (laughs) Yes, but I think that's necessary to have the Divas champion up there now because of what they're doing. Um, Charlotte retained against Paige, and of course there was lots and lots of heel tactics involved because she's acting just like her daddy. She she even flare-flopped. She did flare flop. That was awesome. I like what they're doing with that. I'm not really sure where they're going in the long term as far as feuds are concerned. And I'm kind of hoping it's going to be Becky built up next because I feel like that's the direction they're going in. She's the only baby face on the main run. Yeah. No, they're yeah. definitely pushing Becky right now. Well, they've been booking Bree and Alicia Fox as baby faces because Nikki's not there. And people are like, oh, yeah, we can still cheer for these two. Oh, yeah, oh here's Bree, a reference Bree's for Pat. Good. Yeah. Reference, reference for Pat. Who's Becky? <laughs> um, go to the backlog of WrestleCrap Radio if you want to find out who Becky is. Oh, if you boy. want to find out who who's Becky is. Who's Becky? 
<laughs> Too bad Randy Horton's not around for a "You're hurting me, Randy" reference on this pay-per-view review, <laughs> even though that's the wrong Randy, but it's still funny. Too, too bad. Uh, yeah, his match quality's good. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about what happens in the main event and the follow-up to this. Okay, baby girl. So, Sheamus and Roman Reigns have their big old TLC match, and it's way better than it had any right to be. It was good, yeah. And then a bunch of guys come in and run in, and they still can't get the job done because Roman is fucking God now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He can't be... Wow, he's, he's, he's got the Tyler or defenseless He's position. an unbeatable god. He is. Dude, three guys couldn't beat him up? Fuck that. That's bad booking. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. But, uh... But that's been Roman told... Reigns booking for a while now. It's the League of Nations versus Roman Reigns and maybe his friends. Roman Reigns' booking was really bad until Sheamus actually won the match. And then, somehow, some way, they decided to make Roman... Not look so crappy as far as booking went. Well, he just completely dismantles Triple H. Oh, come well, on. at first he continues to beat up Sheamus and the other guys, which was dumb. And then the then the Triple H beatdown happened, which where I was like, "This is cool." No, this is dumb now. This is cool again. No, it's gone too far now. Oh, it's cool again. It did. It did kind of play out too yeah. much, but it's a it's a Triple H spot. Did you, you expect know, it to be quick and done? Wait, hold on. Do you know what this is? Right? You know what this means? This means that Triple H may very well win the Royal Rumble and go on to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I want you to stop talking right what? now. The and, biggest and, well, fucking waste of a Royal Rumble ever. <laughs> well, and, they've, they've done three in a row. Why not go for four? If you think Triple H suffered this beatdown and will not defeat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, raise your hand. Is anyone raising their hands? Yeah, tr- Triple H is over there. No, no, yes. I'm, t- I'm totally beating him at WrestleMania. <laughs> but will it be for the title? Will we get an Eddie Guerrero situation to save us? Nope. Just going to beat him at WrestleMania, take the title, and be the authority champion. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, by the way, before the pay-per-view there on that This Week in WWE show, they're like, here's when Daniel Bryan won Superstar of the Year in 2013, and he's talking about the authority. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, I, I'm I like, oh life. my god, the storyline's two and a half years old. Before before the next night on Raw happened and, and Sheamus still had the championship, I, I was like, oh no, here we go. We're going to have the Daniel Bryan play it. Because so far, it's been a copy and paste of the Daniel Bryan storyline. So By the way, it was, two year, it's only been two years. So right, and it's like thing. Roman Reigns will face Triple H for the right to compete in the main event. But after Raw, I guess we have to issue a... Congratulations to Roman Reigns. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, Roman Reigns is now the World Heavyweight Champion, and... <laughs> and he punched Mr. McMahon in the face. Um, and That was actually a really good angle, though. Yeah. And, I, and the, the reason the angle was good was because they got Vince involved, which is exactly what I wanted to happen. Triple H needs more heat. He needs to get his family, friends and family involved. I like... I like um, I think it was Taylor posted it, but I thought the same thing, that Vince McMahon was taking lessons from The Undertaker, because at the end of the promo, he just kicked Roman in the nuts. Yeah. Ah. Maybe he's going to face Triple H and Vince at WrestleMania 32. Of of course. What else would it be? In a a Megazord. 
And then well, he does Superman punch them both at the same time. Dude, he Superman punched all the security guards of indie wrestlers on SmackDown. Yeah. Yep. Of all those GSW guys. <laughs> yep, four GSW guys. Jay Freddy, British Wolf, Brandon Scott, and the Japanese guy, whose name escapes me. That Japanese guy. That Jay Japanese Sushi guy. Pizza. And then there were... There was a fifth guy, too, but he doesn't work GSW. But good for them. That was really cool to see them. To get, get some extra work? Yeah. Well, Brandon Scott and Jay Freddy, since I've seen them work, and I've seen a lot of their work, are definitely ready to get some tryouts. Because the two of them are hardcore workaholics and will do really well in WWE if they push themselves. I can't speak for the other guys because I haven't seen them work, but... GSW is really upped its roster, so I have no doubt that those guys would also qualify. So good for all of them. Seriously. Congratulations, guys. And congratulations to Roman Reigns, because I think the way they built him up this year made him ready to be the champion. And I love that they did it in Philly, the city that booed him out of the building after he won the Rumble. That should tell you right there how this was the time to make him champion. It wasn't at WrestleMania. It was at the end of the year. And then The Rock came out and celebrated with him. The Rock couldn't even save that segment. Everybody popped for The Rock, but they all booed him afterwards. I remember he got really mad about that. We weren't booing, they weren't booing you, Rock. Yeah, they weren't booing you, Rock. They, they weren't even really booing Roman that much. Everybody just went nuts when they realized how crappy of a finish it was. How fucking obvious it was the entire ride all the way. Make me believe, man! But I think this is the best time for Roman to be champion, and I think he'll do a good job because... But no one's other- watching because it's Christmas time. Yeah. And we'll see where this goes. I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I really hope that if they do him and Triple H at Mania, it's not for the title. Because that match doesn't need to have the title involved. That match shouldn't have the title involved. It doesn't need it. It shouldn't have it. Especially because that's going to screw with the Royal Rumble. You see, the, uh, the title match is the most important match. So, it needs me. And I'm already... This is the first year, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, this is the first year I'm truly not looking forward to the Royal Rumble, which used to be my favorite event of the year, and the reason is because the last three years have disappointed. We got the Cena unnecessary victory, just to have his rematch with The Rock, then we got Batista's very unnecessary victory, and then Roman could have been so much better if they didn't have Daniel Bryan involved. In fact, I think that's what killed it, was that they brought in Daniel Bryan, and then they eliminated him halfway through the match, because Rusev helped eliminate him, and he came out number four. Well, they only did that because they didn't put him in the year before, and then everyone was angry then. Yeah, well, they they really are having trouble booking these rumbles, and I really hope they're going to do redemption this year for my Orlando friends, because I know a bunch of them are going to be there. So, I'm hoping, but I'm just kind of like, so thinking about it. So, right now, who are our top Royal Rumble candidates for a winner? You had John Cena come back, which would be lousy. You have Triple H versus Roman I just, Reigns. Heard, I just heard Dan just sigh. <laughs> um, who else do we have? We, We've or, got uh, Seth Rollins comes back a year early. 
Yes. With one leg. <laughs> Out of my way! <laughs> A surprise entrance and winner from NXT. <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, Finn Balor... Dun- no, if Dundun shows up and wins. That well, might be worse than Triple H. <laughs> that might be worse. And he eliminates all 29 other participants being Roman Reigns. <laughs> he Rangers eliminates Rangers. 13 people instead. Oh, God. Dun, 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 dun. Um, realistic winner that I would be really happy to see? Bray Wyatt. And we just Can you get- imagine? Two, just think about two months of promos about him talking about taking over WWE. And then he loses because that's what he does. <laughs> You know who's gonna win? It's gonna be Brock Lesnar. I'd be okay with that because he's he just had a house show match. Yes, actually, I was gonna talk about. He's getting ready to work again. So yeah, I was just gonna talk about that as part of our news. Brock made a surprise return at a house show, defeating Alberto Del Rio by DQ for the U.S. title because Rusev interfered, and then both guys got Germaned and F5. Sounds like a sex act for <laughs> the Bork laser sex act. Both of them, then and then both of them got German and F five. Yeah, they did. Then brought German both of them, and then F five them with his mouth. What? <laughs> wow! And now Try Brock Lesnar's to... making out with the Ferris wheel. <laughs> Try not to F five anyone on the way. <laughs> <laughs> God. You F5 37 people in a row? <laughs> At the same time, actually. That was like Roman Reigns with his Superman punches. He's pretty loose. Alright, is it is it uh, takeover time, bros? Yeah, let's talk about it. Takeover bros? Um, the, uh, the opening match for wait, TakeOver... Wait, wait, you're forgetting about me. Oh, no. God. The opening I... match for TakeOver, what, <laughs> the, the most important thing that happened after... <laughs> We got Emma with Dana Brooke taking on Asuka in a match that went just shy of 15 minutes and got a 4.25 out of 5 stars from Dave Meltzer. And, spoily, is up for a fabe. <laughs> oh, this match was so good. You and know, you would have gotten the last .75 if it was at the Tokyo Dome instead of at Wembley. <laughs> of course. But it was a really good match. I actually thought this was going to be Asuka's first loss. Because she of how his new clothes. Yeah. yeah, I did. It's pretty good. They were yeah. selling almost as much as I was at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Where I talked about uh, how hurt I was, but there was no way I was missing this. Yeah, he really needs to stop doing that. He needs to stop altogether, yeah. Uh, this match was really friggin' good. I was really happy with it. Um, I was really happy with the next match, too, which was the tag title match. Just I would have preferred the titles to switch hands, which I think we all feel that way. But I keep hearing that these guys are going to be coming up to the main roster soon, which could be the next New Day feud. So it makes more sense that they didn't win the title. Imagine those two, those two teams cutting promos on each other. Oh my god, they'll be amazing. The match doesn't even have to be good at that point. Your name should be Big Softy. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and this helps 
Dash and Dawson. I mean, the finish was great. With that, it was um, their. It was definitely their best match as champions so far. Yeah, that's you, you know, what, Dash and Dawson, Dawson make me say yeah. Would they now? Yep, yeah, they make, they make me say yeah. But yeah, uh, I feel. I bet- I feel like now is a good well with the new year coming up. Now is a good time to bring Enzo and Cass up to the main roster. They're they're really at that point where they can transition over. I don't think there's much left for them to do in NXT at this point. Besides winning the titles, and if they're not going to do that, then go to the main roster. Let's do a swap. Let's bring them to the main roster and bring the Ascension back to NXT where they actually did good stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the, the Ascension will never come back. I don't. Well, you know what? I don't know because they they sent a couple of people back down. Like Tyson Kidd has really benefited. Uh, yep, Emma's really benefiting. Tyson Kidd's really benefited. <laughs> <laughs> well, before uh, his, his fault, he got hurt. All right. Uh, the next match got the lowest rating out of the show: two point five out of five stars. And this, of course, was Dun Dun and Cruz. Match went way too damn long. It went way too long. It went just shy of 12 minutes, which is about 11 minutes minutes longer than I want Corbin to work. (laughs) And And of course, course, yeah, go back to ROH. Never worked there. Yeah, never worked there. And of course, Corbin wins, although the finish was cool. But that was when it's the only cool part of the match is the part where it ends. You have a problem. I think my big problem with Dun Dun is that he just he messes up what's otherwise a perfect card. And he's done that the last four takeovers. Yes. He, All yeah, the takeovers. Yeah. He had well, there was one, I think the match with Rhino was really good. And then he had a match with Joe that just like it was all Joe. Well the Rhino match was all Rhino too. That's true. That's true. And this was all Cruz carrying him. And Cruz shouldn't be carrying somebody who's been there longer than he has. That's right, Dunton's a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to Cruz, yeah. Um, then we got the Bailey Nia Jax match. And oh, this was really good. Not Fabe good. Not as good as Asuka Emma, but it was it was different. It was but very it was- hard hitting. It's not, there were several times I thought Bailey died. It's not off, it's not often, especially with Kong slash Karma gone from WWE and really didn't get to her career takeoff. It's not often that you see a David versus Goliath women's match, and that's what this was. And, well, Bailey uh, plays the, the role of David in a lot of her feuds. Right, right. But this one, I mean, even my name is even David. more so. And Nia Jax, for someone who has debuted fairly recently on the roster, I think did a really good job in her first big match. Oh, I think so, too. I think she's the biggest threat to that title that they're going to have for a while. Oh, and her meeting Asuka backstage, and then and they kissed. That's going to be a cool match. <laughs> and um, the fact that the match ended where um, she, had to, she had to give up, basically... Uh, I thought I thought that did well for her, and it did well for. Oh Bayley yeah, with well. that like sick guillotine choke. Oh yeah, yeah, because it was like you know she she beat the tar out of her for. Most well, you of the know match. you get Bailey's thick thighs around you. Keep going. I, I you're gonna too. love every second of it, but it's gonna hurt. I'd submit too. I, I would submit, but I'd be like, but don't stop. 
<laughs> I'm going to let you finish. There's only one way out of this. Um, I don't need to know what that is. I'm okay. And then you had your title match, which also got a very high ranking. Okay. And <clears throat> if they were at the Tokyo Dome, like this match could have happened before, probably. This this got four out of five, just like the uh, oh, with Finn the Ripper. Oh yeah, this was that was awesome. The Finder Taker. The Fender Ticker. And him and Joe had had exactly the type of match I would have wanted them to have. Hard-hitting, excellent wrestling, perfect psychology. And Finn is still the champ, but you know this isn't the end. Now, i got to address something that happened here, because I've, I've been seeing complaints about this, most recently from Shin, who skipped ahead on his catch-up to watch NXT, about everybody chanting and singing... Look, you're in England. This is what they do. Crowds are going to have fun. They bought their ticket. If why it annoys people, you, that's too bad. Why do people <laughs> really complain is. about rowdy crowds? I think that's the best. Uh, also, during the tag match, uh, they start chanting the. And they the start singing Jude, Jude, but big, big ass. ass. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> I don't understand uh, why anyone hates it. I love when a a crowd gets creative. Yeah. I never think it's too much, honestly. It enhances the match. And it shows <clears> that they're having fun and that they're they they might bring something new. I mean that was If like, they're distracting from the match and the match is bad, that's the match's fault, not theirs. Right. Randy Orton Sheamus. <laughs> if you're distracting from a good match just because you're a bunch of jerks, well that's on you. But you really don't see that happen very often. Not anymore, anyway. But that Orton-Sheamus match deserved it. We all know that. Yes, we do. I was there. Yes. But uh, really good stuff from TakeOver, which, of course, made it to a FOB A4 show of the year. But uh, other stuff happened this week that we need to discuss. First of all, there's a brand new lead announcer on SmackDown. Now, I haven't watched SmackDown this week. Patrick, have you? Yeah, but something tells me I didn't pay attention to the announcers at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, apparently, I, apparently he's worked for New Japan before. So that's a big deal. Wow. Yes, I can't believe brand I didn't new, pay attention. Well, he's, going to, he's officially been hired to be the voice of SmackDown, so that's actually pretty cool it's for him. It's not Rich Brennan, who's been there a no. while? No, it's no. the house. The voice of NXT. Oh, okay. Um, I would have to say though that uh, regarding like the announcer situation and everything, this is probably a really good idea for SmackDown's move to USA to have an actual voice of the show. So when people tune in, they can get something good out of it. And from what I understand, SmackDown is going to be an A show again once it moves to USA. I was they were, ask, did that happen already or is that this week the first week that it happens? Uh, no, it's a live SmackDown this week. This is WWE week on USA. Which oh, means okay. it'll probably be a good SmackDown. So tonight is that uh, Santa's Helper movie. Tomorrow's Raw. Tuesday is live SmackDown. Wednesday is Tribute to the Troops. All on USA. 
I guess after that, then they're moving to USA. I think it's the first fr- first uh, Thursday of the new year. Oh, okay. So they're just an autopilot on Sci-Fi until it's over, like they've been for a while. Pretty much, yeah. Which is which is fine, but if. I'm going to give them, like, two or three weeks to show me that they're in A-Show again. If they don't, I'm just going to give up watching it. You mean, like, main event where it was, like, week one, John Cena. Week two. John Cena, Undertaker. It was all there. And then by, like, the third week, it's like, here's Heath Slater. Week two had, like, a title match, like, a major title match. And then week three was, like, this is the way the show is going to be from now on. They're like, it's John Cena versus Ted DiBiase. Well, they did the same thing when Main Event moved to the network. They put Taker on there with a Paul Heyman promo for his feud with Brock at WrestleMania. And I'm like, man, I have to watch this. They were doing oh, yeah, well, they were doing it live on the network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did they did the live uh, the live Jericho, the live highlight reel with Bret Hart where my tweet appeared. And I was like, hey, this is fun. And that's like, I don't know why I'm watching this anymore. Unless you really want to see Fandango matches. There's no reason to watch those shows, really. Is what it is. Uh, the Raw pre-show that's coming up before the Slammies is going to be worthwhile if you're into the gimmick of the Slammies because they're going to do, like, four exclusive awards on the pre-show. Or are they going to do, like, so, a red carpet? That'd be awesome. That actually would be pretty cool. <laughs> we won't. It's just nope. an episode of Raw with a podium. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, WWE tweeted to Bad News Barrett, telling everyone to vote for him for Superstar of the Year, to which he responded, Go home, WWE, you're drunk. Yeah, apparently <laughs> everyone is, is eligible in that vote. The whole roster. So there's out. like YouTube official WWE YouTube videos saying, vote for Heath Slater and shit like that. Will do. All right, you say so. But, which means they're still going to give it to whoever they want. If if Seth Rollins doesn't win this, then you know it's rigged. Then it's, then it's Roman Reigns, and it was rigged. And it was rigged, exactly. <laughs> well, believe it or not, WWE approached Jack Evans and Angelico about signing contracts, but the two of them declined, stating that they want to stay with Lucha Underground for as long as it exists. You guys watched that preview from last week? I did not. Yep. It's good. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. So good. So good. Booyaka. Yep. Uh, Here's some some bad news. Matt Taven is hurt, and Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis are going to TNA. Good for those two, but not the other one. Good for none of them, actually. (laughs) So is that going to be the end of that team? Like, I guess. Didn't we put them up for a fave? They were up for a fave. They had a good year until this week, apparently. Yeah. Um, if you're, we're looking forward to seeing The Rock and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. It's pretty much not going to happen. Well, not even an appearance at this point because so The Rock has a movie he's doing, and Ronda has a fight in July. She'll be getting ready for it at that point. Yeah. So there's very little chance that that's actually going to happen this year. Eh, maybe next year. Oh. We can build stuff up for two years. Hey, we did tri- we did Triple H versus Sting and brought up WCW from 15 years ago, so why not? And finally, 
They have announced a Shane McMahon DVD project for next year that has now been scrapped, and no one knows why. So anybody looking forward to getting your own Shane O'Mac compilation disc, you are out of luck. It has been replaced with a Best of U.S. Title Championship Matches DVD. Mm, That's a decent replacement DVD. Yeah, but I'm disappointed because I think a Shane O'Mac one would have been cool, especially if it was a brand new interview thing. But we don't know why it got scrapped. So. It's got scrapped because return confirmed. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, we're going to scrap it because he's coming back. That makes sense. Well, maybe the timing's off. Maybe. You never know. Well, we got more coming up here in just a moment, guys. We're going to talk trolls. We're going to talk more trolls. And then we're going to play a game. And see if you guys get some points or not, because the year's almost up. So stick around. That stuff's a coming. Alright, do I really have to read this? Hey, this is Triple H from the Club K Fame podcast. And when I want to be a nerd, or I want to learn about nerd things like movies and comics and video games and stuff, I don't even know anything about this stuff. I listen to the Adrian Has Issues podcast because it is that damn good. So listen to it or else you'll get buried. And we're back. We are indeed. All right. This week's Troll Truth is going to be a little bit different because I'm not going to focus on one individual comment, but rather a generalization of comments. As you guys know, this little movie came out this past weekend. Uh, oh, Alvin and place... Chipmunks 3. Yeah, The Road Chip and Sisters with John Cena. Oh, boy. And along with this movie, In a Galaxy Far, Far Away, came all the spoilers because this is the generation that we live in now. People legitimately seem to be getting off on ruining movies for other people. Now, I've seen this argument before for television shows, and I'm going to use The Walking Dead as an example, um, because this is the one I I seem to see it about the most. Uh, Pat, Dan, what time does The Walking Dead always come on? Nine o'clock? Yeah. Nine o'clock on a Sunday, right? Yeah. Okay. As someone like myself who buys the series on Amazon, watches it the next morning. um, I watch it the next day, too. Yeah, I I really... I don't see many spoilers on Facebook right away, but... I do tend to try to avoid Facebook if I can. Right. Well, there's there's two sides to the argument that you can that you can go for. Um, and, and the one I side with, of course, is the just don't post spoilers in general because that's just that's just being a jerk. Now, one Walking Dead character that everybody knows is dead now is Lori, because even I know that. Lori. That was like what, like second season or something? Third. Uh, yeah, third, third? season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's use that as the example here. If you're working that Sunday night and you log on to your Facebook and you see a bunch of people talking about Lori dying, that really sucks. That people can't keep their mouth shut the minute after it happens. And the reason why I think that's a problem is because, yeah, all right, it's a Sunday night at 9 o'clock, but there are still people who work during that time, people who can't see the episode. You know, guys like you two who don't see it till the next day. So... Don't post something immediately after it happens because that's just rude and stupid on your end, and you're just going to 
piss off people to who are eventually just going to get rid of you on social media if that's the type of person you are. And I know people because people tell me this too. They love to spoil things because they just think it's funny. Well, you know what? There's I think there's two sides to that though because there's also well, yeah, well, but I, yeah, there is another side to that, and I know exactly what you're going to say. Go mm-hmm. on. Well, it's it's a trending social media thing, you know. So, for you example, like to share common experiences, right? So, for example, if a pay per view is going on and we're talking about the pay per view, um, and if we were talking about our own walls or our own twitters or whatever, I mean, we talk about it in closed group. And still, if Brock Lesnar makes a surprise complain. comeback and we're all talking about Brock, he's going to start trending, right? Right, and but I also think, you know, I think. If you're watching the show live and I'm not, then I I should know what's going to be on TV and I should avoid it. I, I feel like it's not your fault that you're posting a spoiler. Like Something like Star Wars, I understand, is a bit different because it's a movie. Not everyone has the chance to see it at once. Some people will see you know, it's not. We actually literally don't have the chance because they've been sold out for months. Right, yeah. right. For three days. Right, but meanwhile, at home... Millions of people are watching The Walking Dead, and some people are not seeing it till next morning. It's not. It's not as big a de- to me. The spoilers aren't a big deal anyway because I enjoy the ride more than the big thing that happens. So well, sure, because that's happened to me before too. Like I've, uh, I've been behind on saying NXT or something, and then I'll go on Facebook real quick and I'll see like WWE NXT posts like, oh, this happened. I'm like, oh man. All right, well, let's see how they got there. So I get that, but the thing is, you just shouldn't be posting them anyway. If you know for a fact that you could possibly be spoiling something by saying it, don't say it. Unless, And if you are that type of person who likes to piss people off, then enjoy your life of being lonely, because, you know, that's the, the older you get, the more people start to cut out people like you. So the older you're getting, if you're not changing, the more people are going to eliminate you. Think about our perfect example, the, the person who inspired this, the hey man. How many people have completely cut him out of their lives because they just got tired of him being Even miserable all the time? his own mother. Yeah. It's, it, but that's just – and that's how it is. And if you're not going to realize that you're going to grow like that, then you're going to get left behind and that's it. That's Eliminated. But on the other hand, look at it this way. If Walking Dead comes on at 9 o'clock and you're not getting home until 11 and you know for a fact you're going to be watching it on your DVR as soon as you get home, if you are incapable of going two hours without Facebook, that's kind well, of okay, like, What are you doing that you are not able to watch but you're able to be on social media the entire fucking time? Yeah. Right. Right. Like, like I can get on social media at my job on occasion just because I've got that downtime. But if I if it's like uh, like I've worked on Monday nights lots of times, once eight o'clock hits and I'm like, well, I'm going to avoid the club kayfabe group because they're probably going to start a thread and discuss it. And I don't want to see anything yet. And things will slip through. But you also have to be I'm smart about it. If I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see something about raw, I don't read it. I scroll right past it. But that's but some people make it so that that's somehow the other person's fault. Like, oh, I can't watch this right now, so it's your fault. You're not allowed to post things that spoil a thing that's happening yeah. live now. Oh, and you I know what? That's another that. thing. If if you're upset about The Walking Dead possibly posting something after the episode airs, don't follow their page because you know what they're going to do as soon as that episode is done. They're going to post something about it so they can get all the feedback going. 
Actually, I think they wait till the next day. But like, uh, well, WWE doesn't. <laughs> no, WWE can get it up within five minutes of something happening. Let's take yeah. this week for example, right? Like, I logged onto my Facebook when I woke up in the morning. Now, Raw isn't uploaded on Hulu till usually like eight o'clock or so. So I watch it when I get home from work. So I pull up Facebook in the morning, and what comes up? Roman Reigns with the championship. So I just go, oh, okay, well, now I know what that happens, but I was still intrigued to see how it all happened. So spoilers really don't affect me. I enjoyed the journey there. <laughs> so I, I just see Chev listening right now and being like, that's it. I'm going to spoil everything for Pat now because he spoiled Arrow. <laughs> the revenge you know, is happening. I'm not going to drop any spoilers right now because he's so close to catching up to both Flash and Arrow. I feel like there's a butt there. <laughs> I'm almost waiting for it. Uh-uh. No, no, no. No. Oh, look at that. Good guy Pat won't spoil any more Arrow. That's because this hasn't been on for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, I mean, for for something like Star Wars, it's really different because, yes, you got to go to one of the first showings. Oh. Good for you. No, I did what? think of a spoiler for Arrow, actually. Um, at the end of the last episode before, of the mid-season finale, he picks up the hockey mask and puts it on. Mm. So there you go. Spoilers. Now he's Casey Jones. Which is weird because Arrow's going to come back and end the season before that movie comes out. So he has to take the mask <laughs> off again. He's going to be like Kane by the time this is all said and done. You know what the best part about that is? I totally understood that reference. <laughs> So somebody get me that Captain Steve meme because I understood that reference. He's well, gonna, yeah, he's going to come back and then Seamus is going to be like, oh, potato soup. Well, the, the one comic I saw that was my favorite one, it was the it was like the kid at the computer and he's like, I just spoiled the new Star Wars for everyone. And then it zooms in on him with a tear in his eyes like, God, I wish people loved me. And I'm like, that sums them up perfectly. Did you see right the story there. about the guy that came out the first showing and yelled the spoiler to everybody and they beat the oh, fuck yeah, out they of him? Beat, they beat him up. I wasn't sure if that was like a real thing or not, but I even if that article was satire, I have a feeling that happened somewhere. I had to have. Like the <laughs> idiot that yelled that Snape killed Dumbledore. As people are still in line getting the fucking book. I did yeah. that once. That was at I Am Legend, actually. The dog dies? Yeah, I was like, the dog dies! He lives forever alone, and then he meets a woman, and everything dies. <laughs> I think that's different, though. Star Wars and Harry Potter are beloved, and I Am Legend was crap. I love so, movie, actually, but it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't a good movie until I saw the alternate ending, like the correct ending. I'm like, that was a good movie, <laughs> but it, the theatrical ending was terrible. But yeah, oh, guys, I just saved you two boobless hours. <laughs> it, was it, was <laughs> it was a sled. It was a sled. Uh, I, I always like the. Uh, I, I did, however, get a kick out of the the actual spoiler that said Star Wars on it that was floating around the internet. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. It's I saw that a couple hard. of times, and that made me laugh. But uh, I'm I'm very glad that most people I know were kind enough to not spoil the movie for me. I do appreciate that. I know somebody was going to, and I just kind of muted their conversation. And then I actually checked the conversation after I saw the movie, and they actually didn't say anything, so good for you. But don't be that person unless you just don't want to be part of 
anything, really. Yeah. But hey, you know what? If misery makes you happy, go be miserable, because I, I, I just don't get it. But go be miserable. I don't get it, and I probably never will, but whatevs, people. Whatevs. Oh, and another thing. Stop posting them on random comments. Like, I know people would, like, go to a WWE page to read something and saw Star Wars spoilers on there. <laughs> Speaking of Facebook... <laughs> I wonder if that's in our Facebook comments this week. Speaking of Facebook and uh, Star Wars, WWE wants to know who you think WWE's scruffy-looking nerf herder is. Wait, so so you both saw the new Star Wars, right? No. Oh, okay. So, I'm I'm just wondering if they explain how Luke became the trickster. I still don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. No so, point. who is WWE's scruffiest looking nerfer? I, I I don't even want to know where this is going to go. Is China one of them? Maybe you'll find out. Oh boy. All right, our first comment is Champions Roman Reigns Dean Ambrose. Fantastic. Cool. Thanks for answering the question. Yeah. Our next one is I choose Roman Reigns as is 2015's hashtag superstar of the year. Hashtag slammy. Also, not we asked for. So we're doing so we're doing that in that thread. Okay. Our third comment, Dean Ambrose. Because it has a Z in it. Good player, but gentle, like as Roman. <laughs> He's gentle, like as Roman. Roman's not gentle. He's Stong. Everyone knows that. Hashtag Stong. Bot pow-eared by Hamza Mustafa and Owais Vukar. I don't know what just happened. Kama Mustafa is all I understood. And our last comment, you are so good, WWE. So, oh, so yeah? no one answered anything. So nobody answered anything. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Who would be the scruffiest looking nerf herder? The picture Bron- was of Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Braun Strowman. Hey, who's scruffy? Highlanders? Highlanders! No, it'd have to be the most... No, for somebody to deliver that line, it has to be the most clean-shaven person they have. So it would be Bo Dallas. <laughs> Scruffy looking. Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> oh, my El- God. Alberto! Oh, dude, Alberto Del Rio would be awesome. Alberto Del Rio. Ay, ay, ay. Well... Speaking of Star Wars. No, don't. Uh, 10 a.m. Okay. Speaking of the title of the movie, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, we asked you guys to come up with alternate titles in this week's points. Or... (coughs) Buried. Sorry, I'm selling. (laughs) He's selling He's right across the room over there. Do you have your Do you have your sledgehammer spade saber? Yeah. Did you see that picture Dan Dahl took of me? Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> of I know. course, it was. 
It was in the performance center. So were you looking to bury people before they even make it onto the roster? I was selling. In the performance of course center. you were. I shouldn't even be here today. Of, co- of course you shouldn't. <laughs> or folded. Yes, of course. Did you did you enjoy the new Star Wars movie, Stonefold? Hell, son, I'm just waiting for someone to shout out some damn spoilers. <laughs> of course he is. So you can fold them up and throw them in with a bounty. Wait, would that make you a bounty hunter? Hell yeah, son. <laughs> just call um, me Boba Fold. <laughs> Boba Fold. Oh, God. All right. Well, those are two things that could happen. Or Frozen, yes. Arnold, you'd make a hell of a Star Wars villain. Yes. Yes, I would. I freeze you in a cryogenic chamber. <laughs> uh, and then you can also get... Oh, you can get effing speared. Yeah. Hey, Goldberg, you got a shout-out in that new Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's my friend. They mentioned how you wear your gold yarmulke. Oh, look, you're wearing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Goldberg wears a gold yarmulke to match the belt he won from Hulk Hogan. Of course. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, as you guys know, there's a lot of Star Wars merch out there, and it's all scattered on the floor. And there he is! Oh, he sold the Motor City Machine Gun Pod Racer last week. So now... Now we have uh, the wolves, the American wolves, um, uh, Star Wars, what's another thing? Oh, <laughs> American Wampas. <laughs> Don, Don West doesn't know Star No, Wars. American Wampa is my favorite song by Lenny Kravitz. American <laughs> Wampa! Stay away from me. <laughs> and then you have the champ. Oh, keep him away from me. You hurt me bad. <laughs> Yeah, we got to keep you two separated. <laughs> All right, so the Props object of the two. game. The object of the game was to come up with a rejected title for the new Star Wars movie. Oh, for the new Star Wars movie? For for episode 7. These are these were rejected titles for Star Wars episode 7. All right, are you guys ready for the rejected titles? Yep. And, and Pat, I, if you don't understand a reference, I will assist you. Okay. In, in coming up with the funny or not. Okay. All right. So okay. our first rejected title is Star Wars Episode 69, Looking for Love in Alderaan Places. I get it. <laughs> it gets points. Joe, Mad Dog, Needle. You but have received That's because Alderaan doesn't exist anymore because it was blown up by the Death Star. Also, Alderaan sounds like Alderaan. <laughs> this is yeah. a. This next one here is uh, is going to be an anthology film, but I don't think I'm going to see it. It's Star Wars GVE Gungans versus Ewoks. Yeah, but every if if a bunch of them die, everyone wins. <laughs> it's like a it's like AVP, except I don't want to see it. Is GVE. That- so wait, I know what the Ewoks are, but what are the other things? Gungans or Jar Jar. Oh. Gungans oh, yeah. Jar Jar people. Yeah, no one wants to see that. 
Misa not want to see that. Um, <laughs> points. Joe Kalaya, points. Yeah, that would be a terrible, terrible film. You saw a big poodoo this time. <laughs> you said big doo this time. Aww. All right. The next one is Star Wars. We could call this anything and you will see it, you troglodytes. That's pretty true. <laughs> so it also has to get points. <laughs> yeah. Nathaniel Blake Arnold points. NBA. Ah, <laughs> oh, we're going to start calling him NBA now. That's like MVP. Like, well, we had DJ MC, but he doesn't play anymore. <laughs> Next up, we have Star Wars, The Revenge of Jar Jar. Um, what, what does he need revenge for? He became a senator and everything. Bro. Because fan theory, he's a Sith. His the revenge he has is, is he's gonna kill fans because he said he was that he sucked. <laughs> You're like the worst thing ever. Well, I'm Misa Kiryu now. Uh, huh. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like that's point worthy. Uh oh. Here I, we go. I now mean, what happens? Tell me if I'm wrong, but um, I, oh god. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. I'm gonna put a bounty on this entry. Hell oh, son. no! Hell, son, I'm gonna put some bounce and some shout and some damn tidy wipes on that son of a bitch. <laughs> Clean it up, throw in some dryer sheets, and that's the laundry line. Cause Stonefold said so. Now, Stonefold, are you a uh, a liquid powder or those pods? Hell, son, I like the pods. Just chuck them across the room. Just chuck them across the room? Not in the washing machine? <laughs> Into oh, the washing machine. Oh, you're trying to like do the Her- the Henry Rowan Gardner pitching thing at the I beginning get- of the movie? Do you remember the guy who used to throw my beers? He throws me yeah, laundry pods. Yeah, uh, then- Mark Eaton used to throw your beers. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, throws no, me the laundry pods from across the damn room. Well, you know what? You know what? He needs a job because he got his ass fired <laughs> this last year. <laughs> All right, because so he we, was coming up on his freaking retirement, and they're like, fuck you, we're not giving you money. So we folded up Simsek's wheelchair, and then we doused him in several different types of detergent. <laughs> oh, was, wasn't that all fabric softeners? <laughs> <coughs> all right. Uh, this next one here is Star Wars 420, Cloud City. You know what's going on there. Cloud City is, is at Bespin, where Ando Calrissian is, is in charge. This is a different type of Cloud City. Yeah. I'm guessing having to do with eyeballs on your eyeballs because you're high as fuck. <laughs> Let's give that points, then. <laughs> Denzel Thomas, you got points. Oh, he got points on its points. Points on your points. This next one is called Star Wars. Don't worry, Lucas had nothing to do with this one. Wow. That means I, I should probably go see this one, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give that point. still at the premiere and stuff. Dylan Mewshaw points. Pat, have you seen the Star Wars films? Yeah, I've seen um, everyone except episode three. Okay. Which sucks, because that's the best one of the prequels. Yeah, two turned me off so much. One was I was... 
I, I forget how young well, I was. When well, I it's funny because I see a lot of people when they talk about which one they hate the most. Everybody expects them to say episode one, but I feel like a lot of people say episode two because they're like, it had such an opportunity to correct the mistakes of episode one and it didn't. Right. But then, and, but then I'm like, well, what do you think of episode three? They're like, oh, that was just great. Yeah, I didn't see episode three. Um, of course, I've seen four, five, and six. Uh, but I think two was one that really kind of soured me because I, I felt like the movie was literally endless. It just it kept, was? Yeah, it kept going. It's the longest of all the movies. And I was like, why Why am I still watching? It, it started out all right, and then I was eventually like, why am I still watching this? Why are we walking like this? And then a plant hit the theater yeah, floor. Yeah, of course it did. Yeah. It, has a few, it has a few good scenes. It has one of the funniest scenes in all the movies. <laughs> you want to buy some death sticks? Uh, you don't want to sell me death sticks. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. All right. Uh, this next one here, everybody has laughed because I'm not going to be able to pronounce it, but I'm sure going to try. This is Star Wars EpiPen 1, Anaphylanikin Skywalker. Oh my god, that's awesome. (laughs) That gets points. That was Dan Donald's entry. (laughs) Alright, this next one is, Do you want to clone a trooper? It doesn't have to be a trooper. I don't get it. It's a a reference to the song from... From Frozen, yes. Okay, yeah, I haven't even seen that, so I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. So to me, it's not. It's funny. become one of those movies that I am proud that I haven't seen it yet. Don't see it. It's not good. I saw the movie. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! But I'm What's going to freeze your entry because I want to make a snowman out of your entry. <laughs> I don't know how the song goes, but I'm not singing the lyrics. It's yes! funnier. It's funnier. He, he doesn't know the lyrics. <laughs> or He's actually going pretty song. close, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. Well, you did not. Well, no wells this time, guys. Uh, no, because there's one from Earth too. Okay. Our next entry is Star Wars: Attack of the Benjamins, or something like them. Oh wow. Uh-oh. He, look who just showed up to assign racist points. Dun, 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 racist fins. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting racist points for sure. So we got Lando Calrissian teaming up with Mace Windu on this. Or someone like him. <laughs> yeah, that gets points. That's funny. Well, now we have Finn. Uh, Glenn Cook in points. All right. Wait, um, John Boyega is a black man? <laughs> Why am I in a black outfit? He's actually British, which is funny because he does an American accent in the film. Yeah. You know that? If you watch Attack the Block. Mm. That's a good movie. Moses, Moses. His character goes on a journey on that because at the beginning you're like, fuck this kid. Oh, wow. I didn't And then at the end you're chanting his name like everybody else. Yeah, he was Moses on Attack the Block, bruh. Yeah, that was... I love that movie. What a journey, seriously. Because, like, first half of the movie, you're just like, fuck this kid. I hope he dies. Right, he's a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) 
ain't nobody. And then at the end, where everyone's chanting his name, you're chanting his name too, and you're like, "What the fuck happened? (laughs) When when did I start liking you?" Alright, here's your next entry. Bill Goldberg in Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Yeah. (laughs) There's only eight episodes. (laughs) There's no episode nine? No. It's just going to end after episode eight. And each episode is only a day. (laughs) God. Each episode's only 24 hours long? Oh, okay. (laughs) We got Kiefer Sutherland on it. (laughs) Is he Jewish? I don't think so. Nope. Not at all. He's the Gentile who dies in the beginning. Oh, so what? You got eight eight movies that are 24 hours long, and you've got Kiefer Sutherland to have the 24 tie-in, but he dies within the first hour of the first episode. Yeah. It's a great idea, right? <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. Now it's William Sutherberg as your star. Oh, and I posted that to my personal Facebook as a spoiler. <laughs> Hashtag Kiefer dies. Hashtag effing points. Hashtag everyone but Roadblock and Snake Eyes dies. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this isn't actually getting speared. This is getting points. Yes, Matt Hardman, you just got Jew points. Eight days of points. I keep my Jews. I keep my Jew points in a little purse around my neck. Play stupid <laughs> games, Jews. They're really lame. Okay. Um, this next one here had all the episodes written out with a title, but then the person was like, "Only the last one counts," so that's the one I'm going to read. Written, produced, and directed by Vince Lucas. Episode seven. Why does space have to be black? <laughs> Let's give that points. Ken Dudley points. All right. Next one is Star Wars. Fuck you, Jar Jar Binks, you bastard. Oh. Oh. It was so close to getting points. It should have been. You should have laughed instead of saying you bastard. Yeah, it should have been the boogeyman. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, so what happens here? Hmm. Hmm. I think someone should gingerly bury it. Gingerly bury it? Yeah, because he has to sell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna try to use both sides of but uh, Oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to (laughs) shovel a little bit of dirt over it. There we go. Matt Awesome, you've been gingerly buried. Well, you know, he's, he's doing the burial and he's moving fine. He's just saying that he's not moving. This really hurts. <clears throat> oh, like bad. Ow. Like real bad. <clears throat> right. Next up is the sequel that you've all been waiting for. Star Wars. The Return of Pat State. <laughs> Black. Um, <laughs> wow. Let's give that points. The taglines. This is going to be big suspense. Ellis Holmes points. Have you eaten at that restaurant since? No. It's the (laughs) Cheesecake Factory. There's nothing there for me anymore. Oh, no. (laughs) 
All right. Next is uh, Star Wars Dark Storm Trooper Rising. Hmm. I, I can't help you with this because I don't get the reference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it has to do with someone being black. Oh, I'm going to have to bury it in a pile of American wolves. Uh, what did I say before? Oh, I can't remember. The Amer- American Wampas? American, American Wampa stuffed action figure dolls. Oh. They weren't even called the American Wolves in TNA. <laughs> just what the were wolves. they? They were just the wolves. the wolves. Oh, we have to cross American out of every single one of them now. The Wampas, and so like then like the 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 reference doesn't come across as having anything to do with wrestling anymore. And now we have to take away our Lenny Kravitz MP3 copy that you get free with purchase of American Wampa. Oh, <laughs> wow! How could they have to retroactively take that back from people who already okay. bought it? Well, this was Jason Shin's entry, so I'm sure he'll be happy to explain why it should have gotten points. So we'll let him take it away from here. Next up is Star Wars Human Centipede 3PO. Oh. Although, with, with He's a robot. Why is he. There's oil going from one robot to another? <laughs> it's human. This is actually probably more disgusting. There's like a robot in between two humans. Oh, God. If you had to be in a human centipede, you would at least, like. To be the middle person, right? <laughs> you I would least like to be the middle person, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> then you're giving and receiving. <laughs> How is that worse than being on the end? But then the only the only decent position to be in for that is the first person. <laughs> at least there's an exit strategy at the end. God. Alright, so... Uh, cringe points, and that's it. Chev, just cringies. That's not good news for you. I'm afraid I've got some not good news. <laughs> not good news at all. Alright, well, we're at the biggie countdown. These are your final five. This next one, of course, is Michael Hayes in Star Wars. Stormtroopers, the color of the suit is right. Oh, We forget that there are other racist people out there. Oh, Why, he said a true thing about Mark Henry. Does... <laughs> now, as... Wait, so Michael Hayes would be a Stormtrooper in this, or he would be Vader because he's, he's darker than everybody else? No, he's just directing it. All oh. the colors are correct. But the Stormtroopers all have fanny packs, right? Of course they do. What oh, else okay. do they have? Then now this gets points. <laughs> Taylor Chadwick, you're welcome. The fanny packs unleashed. The fanny pack awakens. Okay. Oh, All right, this next one's going to cause a disturbance in the force. This is Star Wars, The Return of Spock. <laughs> it's as if millions of fanboys suddenly cried out in terror. <laughs> He can't even return, though. (laughs) He returned in the first Star Trek, two Star Trek movies, and now he can't anymore. 
Oh, because he's Darrell's. He was like, I can't believe I made that crappy Transformers movie. Like oh, the, yeah, he was quality in that movie. Lord, whatever, Sentinel. Sentinel, Sentinel Prime. Prime. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Sorry, I only saw the first Transformers movie. You saw the good one. You did. I haven't seen the newest one with the Dinobots and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I did, and that was terrible, because I was like, oh, they're getting away from the Sam Witwicky thing. Maybe I'll give this a shot. It was pretty bad. What God, was Transformer. It? Uh, God, Skids and Mudflap. Yuck. All right, so Star Wars: The Return of Spock. Yeah. Points. <laughs> of course, Adrian Cotton points. All right, now we have Star Wars: The Force kicks out at two and a half. <laughs> yup, points. You got your trading. Robert Atkin points. All right, we got two left here. <clears throat> we have Star Wars: The Schwartz Awakens. I I mean I get it. I know it's from. I don't find it funny at all. Oh no. The Schwartz so, Awakens. Hmm. I didn't even get to spear anything, and I had to teach you all about Jewish. Oh heritage. no! And he's got the Schwartz entry to spear. Yeah. A Druish princess. Oh, yeah. Oh. Spear. Michael Vaughn, you've been speared. Oh, no. And that takes us to our final rejected title, Star Wars Episode 7, The Gaggle Awakens. <laughs> Haven't heard that in a while, so that's funny. Man, Roman got to sit this one out, though. So that gets points. Yes, it does. From Don Mario. <laughs> that gets 150 star points. The gaggle awakens. What would that entail? Ugh. I don't know. But I wouldn't see it. Don't say <laughs> gaggle and tail in the same sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Roman's busy with his championship. I think he wasted all his ua on that. <laughs> But now, y'all gotta pick your winner. Um, here you go, recap. Because I don't remember half of them. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Star Wars Episode 69, Looking for Love in Alderaan Places. Star Wars GVE, Gungans vs. Ewoks. Star Wars, we could call this anything and you would still see it, you troglodytes. Star Wars 420, Cloud City. Dude. <clears throat> Star Wars, don't worry, Lucas had nothing to do with this one. Star Wars EpiPen 1, and a Philanakid Skywalker. Star Wars, Attack of the Benjamins, or something like them. Bill Goldberg in Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. Produced and directed by Vince Lucas. Episode 7, Why Does Space Have to Be Black? Star Wars, Return of Pat's Date. Michael Hayes in Star Wars Stormtroopers, The Color of the Suit is Right. Star Wars, Return of Spock. Star Wars Force kicks out at two and a half, and Episode 7, The Gaggle Awakens. I like the EpiPen one. I think that's the funniest. <laughs> and there you have it. Yo, winner. Dan Dahl. All right. Well, 
Next week's game is going to be the last one of the year, but guess what, guys? I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but it's going to be another three-part game, and none of that knocking points down to 50 this time. All three entries will be worth 100 points, so you'll either get your points, you'll get double points, or you'll get the penultimate points. Oh! (laughs) Oh, no. So... And you don't have to play all three games if you can't. But I would encourage it. This is your final chance to get those points before the game closes. So you better make those entries count. So next week's edition is called Fuck Chevy and in his lead. That's the guy you're gunning for. <laughs> make it count. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up, guys. Wraps us up like a Christmas present. All right. All right, everybody. See you next week. We'll see you after Christmas. So everybody have a Merry Christmas and be safe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you too. (laughs) Life is over, bro. Damn right it's over. Damn right it's over. Eight days a week. Do it for Santa. Do it for Santa, man. Santa. Do it for Santa. Santa. Do it for Santa. Santa. Do it for Santa.